Welcome to the Stone Industry Podcast. Whether you're an experienced agent, new to the industry, a property manager or principal, join us in conversations with fellow industry peers. Stone Industry Conversations will bring you content to inspire and inform you on your journey in real estate. Good day, everyone. Welcome to the Stone Industry Podcast. My name is Peter Mumford, CEO of Stone Real Estate. Today, I've had the pleasure of welcoming Chris Morgan, Managing Director of Herman. Herman help businesses achieve better results through better thinking. Welcome, Chris, to the show. Morning, Pete. How are you? I'm very well. It's a beautiful day out there today. It's sunny and uh, everything's looking lovely. It is. Thank you for having me on this fine day. Now, Chris, it's interesting topics today because... it's all about, from what I understand with your business, we're discussing how businesses can get better results and how we can understand how people within our business think. Well, thinking's the root of it all, isn't it? It is, it is. Yeah. And, and I think we were chatting earlier and I think one of the things um, I often remember once, um, I was doing a chat to our property managers and I was trying to encourage them to earn more money and, and explain to them how through referral fees, whether it's to um, our landlords, uh, to our mortgage broker and so on, how they could earn extra money and how we wanted to help them do this and give them dialogue and so on. So it could make a difference of $10,000 some at the end of the year. Now, interesting, I thought it went down really well. At the end of this session, my senior problem manager said to me, Pete, all our problem managers think you're trying to make them salespeople. <laughs> so so today is quite interesting um often you know as we said often what we think that we've explained to everyone and we think that you know everyone sort of got it and then at the end we realize a massive percentage looked at it totally a different way so th- this is really um important today so so chris tell me about herman tell me you mentioned something about whole brain thinking tell us what you guys do okay well we're all about better thinking and you might say what on earth do you mean by better thinking well Thinking really is is behind everything you do. So the way you think often drives your behaviour and the way you behave can often be seen as your personality. So, you know, the way you act, other people observe the way you act um, and they say, oh, so-and-so, you know, that's his type of personality he is and what what have you. Now, thinking is really the thing that sits behind all of that. So what we're about is helping people understand and unlock um, the understanding of their own thinking, those around them, and then the world around them. So unpack that for me a bit. <laughs> I mean, I, I get it like, you know, I guess I was a typical sales agent, you know, yeah. and, and business growth person. And obviously sometimes as salespeople we can think differently sometimes than, let's say, prop managers, which have a totally different role in our business. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. everything's everyone comes at, at things from different from a different angle, right? So your thinking and the the basis of your thinking style um, will drive that. So what we have is a a model called the whole brain model. Now, the whole brain model is a metaphorical map, thinking map, and it helps people understand the four modes of thinking. Now, we talk about that in, uh, well, we kind of call it our four different selves in a way. So there are four selves within our thinking style. There's the rational self the safekeeping self, the feeling self, and the experimental self. Everybody is a combination of those selves, more or less. So what we're able to do is through an assessment tool, unlock that thinking, map it out for them, and then explain that to the individual. 
once you've understood that, you can then move on to all sorts of different applications across everything you do from the way you work to the way you relate to your wife, your family, your children, your friends, you name it. And there's actually a model there, is it, of how we relate to our wife? That could be handy for a lot of principals. <laughs> well, it's interesting you pick up on that one because they do say that uh, opposites attract. Um, and I'm sure you've heard that term. Everybody's heard that term. Have, have you had conversations with your nearest and dearest where perhaps you might have, I don't know, delivered the message a bit too fiscally, perhaps? Maybe you talk about money a little bit too in-depth, but maybe there's not enough touchy-feely in there. Well, I think that's the thing that all men fall into the trap of trying to solve everything where women just want us to listen. Actually, should I be laying on the couch with a glass of wine while we, we do this? <laughs> it can be a little bit like that sometimes. But look, we, um, we like to, to unpack that and help people, you know, help people think about that. I mean, that was a gross generalisation of mine. I mean, not every man thinks more fiscally than, than women. That is certainly not the way it is. There's every different type of combination of thinking out there. But once you've got a handle on your thinking style you can then use that in all sorts of different applications, like I said. I think uh, obviously here at Stone, one of the things we do, and I'm sure a lot of larger businesses do this, our role is to try and help people understand to grow a larger business. It's not just about having, you know, you being the principal and three agents. It's a, hopefully it's about you eventually learning to grow to manage rock stars. Mm. And, and that's the biggest challenge, I think, in real estate is that if we want to grow a larger business where we might have, you know, 8, 10, 12, 14 agents in our business and a rent roll one day of 1,000 managements, we all need to learn to grow. Now, mm. when we come into real estate or, or into any business, we aren't born with these skills. And, and that's why I find some of the tools that you help people become better managers. Now, whether that you're a property manager in charge of a department or whether you're an agent running an effective business unit, you're managing people. Yeah. Or whether you're a principal and you want to have six million dollars performers six one million dollar performers in your business they're a little bit harder sometimes to manage we were chatting earlier you know how you know great performers like to push the boundaries right chris absolutely absolutely you set the set the goals in one's position and they'll push them out every time and that's what makes a great salesperson so you do need them in your business but yeah. um, you know it's better to have a business that you could work three days a week not list and sell anything still have two months off a year and make a couple million dollars out of it. but to do that you need to learn how to manage high performance. And this is what we're talking about today. And this is why we aren't, as I said before, born with these skills. And I think it's vital that sometimes you talk to people like Chris and learn and let them help you become better at understanding the personalities and how to engage with them. Because it's not some, some of us do it naturally, mm. but a lot of us can learn this skill. So do you want to talk us through a bit more now about, I, I know you mentioned about the four quadrants. Yeah, well, you mentioned to me earlier an industry acronym, EBU, Effective Business Unit, something I hadn't heard because I don't work in real estate. But an effective business unit could be treated or thought of as, as a small unit or a large unit. I mean, you know, every business is an effective business unit. Now, when you're operating a business, if you think about it, you've got all sorts of different um, things that you have to be aware of as an operator to make that business effective. And you, Pete. So you, you're thinking about the books. You're thinking about the money, okay? Yep. And you're watching. And you're watching that. You're also thinking about organising the business, getting things done. You know, getting procedures um, up and running, making sure people are following the rules. You know, you're doing that type of thing too, because you can't run over budget, and you, you know, you've only got a certain amount of time in the week. At the same time, you're managing those people and connecting with them interpersonally. You're also talking to your customers and your suppliers and trying to connect with them on an interpersonal level. You've also got to think about the strategy and the future. You've got to be future-focused, 
and making sure that you're going to be around for the long term. And how do we do this? How do your tools and your coaching and training work? How does this work for people to understand this? Yeah, so those four examples I gave there are real-life business operational examples of, I guess, how the four quadrants of the whole brain model can be related to. Now, people have a combination of thinking styles. They may have connected with some of those things that I just touched on more or less. Somebody might have gone, oh, yeah, I really, really love when, you know, the process is followed and, you know, the rules are followed and, and, I, and I'm, at the end of the day, tick, I know I've done the, you know, I've got my 20 things done and I can go home a happy person. Somebody else might go, oh, God, that's a real drain for me. I find that exhausting. What really gets me going is coming up with new ideas about new products or new strategies or new ways to, you know, break into a new industry or, what, or even coming up with a new business idea, entrepreneurs, you know, that type of thing. You might like a bit of both. Um, you might be really fantastic with, with money, you know, chartered accountants, absolutely brilliant with money. Um, sometimes people can perceive them as being a little bit cold. I mean, and one of the classic examples is bedside manner of doctors. I mean, uh, there's always a bit of a joke around, oh, yeah, he was a fantastic surgeon, but, my God, he had terrible bedside manner. You know, technically incredibly capable, but maybe not so great with as at interpersonal relations. So the whole brain model unlocks the variety and the richness and depth of those, you know, pretty simple, um, you know, broad stroke examples of thinking and what's behind that. And then once we work with individuals and teams and we call them thinkers in our, in, our, in our business, once we work with thinkers, we're able to apply the, I guess, the, the newfound knowledge of their own thinking and the world around them in all sorts of different ways. So in that effective business unit example, if you've got a, a leader who's a fantastic strategist and interpersonal person, but they're really not that focused on the numbers, we can help them understand that, this might be a gap in their thinking, in their natural thinking preference. So what do we do? We help to plug that hole by recognising that, then finding them the right person to help, I guess, whole brainify their business. I think that's it's so important. I've noticed over the years, even on a personal level, that it's taken me, God, I'm getting closer to 60 shortly, uh, a couple of years away, and I'm... It's taken me a long while to learn this, but I remember when I started before real estate and other career, you know, yep. when I was a chef once and everything just had to be perfect and within I was a, a millimetre. Well, I can there you relate go. to that. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of good people have started in the hospitality industry. Um, we've ended up in some of us in real estate. And um, what I realised, everything had to be perfect on the plate and, and, and I couldn't tolerate anything not mm. being, you know, a millimetre mm. out of here and a millimetre in the wrong place. Yep. Um, what I learn over the years is, is adapting is how to, a little bit how to manage people better, and I still don't do it anywhere near as well as I should. Well, the cooking metaphor is a great example. My wife and I laugh because you know obviously my wife is very across whole brain thinking, and she cooks to the measurements that are in the recipe that are in the cookbook. Yep. I cook to what tastes right, what feels right. And what looks right. Which is almost when you're trying to train a salesperson. Yep. Some people have that natural gift, meaning they know what to say or how to deliver it. In, the intuition. They, correct. Big part of it. Big part and, and they couldn't read a direct recipe. But a lot of people can learn and then adapt to be equally as good yep. through the right sort by adjusting how they look at things. Yeah. And experience is one of those big things. So what we do is we tie the experience in um, with the understanding of your thinking and then you effectively can leapfrog 
the time it might take you to learn all that by experience because you've suddenly got this new awareness of the way you think and then you can go, oh, I understand how that person's thinking. And it certainly would make, you know, obviously you'll see within the real estate businesses, mm. a salesperson run at run back in the office and expect everyone else to <laughs> drop everything for them straight away. That's <laughs> the nature of the personality, you know. Yep. And I've been uh, I've been guilty of that myself many a time. And uh, but we, we learning how to communicate that better to our property managers or to other senior people or people in our EBU can make a massive difference in the harmony and and effectively people will do more for you if we learn how to communicate with them. Oh, absolutely. If you get buy-in by delivering a message in a way that they understand and connect with, okay, increases your penetration greatly. So let's talk about real estate specific because this is our industry channel. Um, We were talking something also about how this could help. I think you mentioned it was clue spotting, as in we could use this when we're talking about listing and we're talking to potential vendors. Absolutely, yeah. Vendor vendor application is perfect. So I'm sure you know everybody who's listening to this will be able to uh, think back to meetings they've had with you know whether they be couples, business couples, or married couples, whatever, who may be looking to sell. And the conversation that they have with each of those stakeholders may vary considerably. Um, you know, one one member of the family may well be thinking about maximum ROI. You know, all they want to do is get the maximum dollar bang for buck. Somebody else that they're talking to may be thinking about the, you know, oh, I just want to make sure that we sell it to the right family or, you know, the right person buys it because it's such a close thing to my heart. I've lived here for 20 years and it's part of me and, you know, you've got to make sure that you find me the right buyer. You know, those are two vastly different methods of really of thinking, the, the, the real primary driver behind that. So you, as, a, as a, um, an agent, need to be able to talk to both of those extremes. Now, this is just one example. You get every variation, of course, but if you can identify that, that that difference in thinking between your stakeholders, then you can deliver a different message. And as you said before, Pete, some people do it intuitively, others don't. Others take 20 years to learn it, others do it straight out of the blocks at 18, 19 years old. You know, it takes all sorts, right? But that's really one of the key parts of what we can help um, people with is just unlocking that clue spotting. Now, I noticed um, on your website you've got some great tools. And if people want to find, what's your website address? Yeah, so we're herman.com.au and that's Herman with two R's and two N's. So H-E-R-R-M-A-N-N.com.au. Okay, because I was on there looking today and you've got some great explanations on what you do. Um, where do people start? You know, if, I, if I'm a principal and I own an office and I say I've got 10, 20 staff, where do I start? I reach out to you, but how would the process begin? How okay. do you normally work with businesses? Yeah, so the process would um, work through um, one of our facilitated, uh, sorry, our HBDI um, practitioners, and they may be uh, one of our own Herman staff or our vast um, group of uh, associates um, who we have across all sorts of industries, um, all across the country. Do they come Asia. into my office or we do this remotely? How you could do it online. Now, we have a lot of online at the moment, and, yeah. you know, because we're in COVID-19. But traditionally, yeah, face-to-face. But face-to-face and online is absolutely fine. And the way we would normally um, execute some type of uh, rollout might be um, starting with the individual debrief. Um, so the individuals in the organisation would, would complete their HBDI assessment we would then help them unpack that and understand their thinking. 
um, you may well at the same time do a small group um, and do the immediate people around them in their business unit. And then after that, we can work on all sorts of application. So that's where we, where we really get into the richness. Now you could do you know leadership coaching, you can do um, decision making, um, creative thinking ideas. You know there's there are so many applications for the whole brain model. Um, but what we like to to think about the whole brain model is an operating principle. So think of your iOS on your phone. You know that runs your phone. If you can apply the whole brain model as an operating principle to a business or a business unit, then you're setting yourself up for success. So, Craig, Chris, I think there is uh, some great, a lot of things to think about today. And I think across the industry, as we all, we often know this because we're a big training you know, organisation in real estate yep. and um, everyone does a lot of training and we get it. But I don't think necessarily we're always training our way necessarily particularly well of how we relate to people within our business. Mm. And I, I think we could all do a lot more of this. And so it's been interesting listening to this today and sharing it. Now, if people also, they can go to your website, but if they want to have a conversation with you, what's the best way to contact you? Yeah, so just, um, well, we've got live chat on our website. Or you can jump on the phone. We can reach us on 02 980 That was, just tell me that number again. 02 980 All right, so... Thank you, Chris, for talking Thank to everyone today, and it's, it's been a pleasure. Um, I hope you all enjoyed listening in again, and we like to bring you ideas to challenge your thinking or for you to consider things you, you may not have thought about before. I wish you all a pleasant week, and we look forward to bringing you some more episodes in the future. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us on the Stone Real Estate Industry Podcast. To learn more about us, be sure to visit us at stonerealestate.com.au. Now, if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcast player so you don't miss out on any future conversations with industry peers. While you're at it, if you found value in the podcast and the conversations on today's show, we'd appreciate a ratings on iTunes or simply make sure you tell a friend about the conversation we had. Be sure to join us on our next episode with more information to inform and inspire you. Bye for now.